Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number five of the Kokoro Movement podcast. On this one, we feature Joe Lavaca, who is a physical therapist based out of New York City and is a instructor for rock tape. And I actually took Rock Blades Advance with this guy, and he's an incredible educator. So without further ado, here we go, Joe Lavaca. Hey man, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. How's the weather over there? Uh, not bad today actually. <laughs> yeah, it was up about 52 degrees. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds wonderful. How's the weather over there? <laughs> well, great. Uh, for two in the same week basically, so uh, that put a damper on some things. But I got to leave work early, so I guess I can't complain that much. Right on. Can't complain that much at all. So uh, let's give everybody a background on who you are and how you got started and how you got to where you're at. Um, sure. Yeah, I am a physical therapist, um, born and raised out of New York. I went to school out in Sacred Heart University, which was over in Connecticut. Uh, shortly after that, I got a job in the city with uh, a company called Sports PT. And through that company, I made friends with one Rick Daigle, who was teaching for Summit Education at the time. And he was putting together a little crew where uh, he was designing a course basically based on uh, movement and taping. And that was the first person that ever introduced me to rock tape. And uh, taught with him at Summit Education for a couple of years, I guess. And then went on board with him to Medical Minds in Motion. And, uh, yeah, then I guess, yeah, shortly after that, then I, you know, I got married and I had a kid. And, uh, you know, I was just looking to kind of take the next step. Uh, you know, where, where was I going with my education career? And, you know, who was speaking, you know, the, the similar vibes or, um, you know, where the company was growing, you know? So I was really appreciative to, uh, Rick for getting me started down that path. But then I just kind of felt like I had, uh, you know, reach my maximum growth with him. So I actually uh, ended up going on rocktape.com and <laughs> I just sent him an email saying like, hey, love your love your tape. I've been using it for the last couple of years. Um, I'm a really big av- advocate of movement and empowerment. And, you know, if you guys are ever looking for an instructor or a, a PT, you know, let me know. And uh, within about an hour when I got an email from them, Saying uh, was I available for a phone interview later that day? Right and then, yeah, and then I got on the phone with Steve. We we talked for a little bit. I think it was actually on the train coming home, uh, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, like literally within like a, like a twenty four hour turnaround, I went from working at uh, Medical Minds in Motion to jumping on board at Rock Tape, and that was that was not my intention at all, but. Uh, I'm so happy that I did because it was one of the best experiences that I've had both personally and professionally now at this point. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like the the power of the Internet. You can really just get a hold of anybody, and there's a 50-50 chance whether you say yes or no, and it's just how that works. Yeah, totally, totally. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's like the this Instagram stuff keeps growing, too, and, like, you know, you just keep reaching out to people, and then before you know it, you have another opportunity. There's another location to host a course. There's you know another network to be uh, affiliated with. So it's it's really cool stuff. It's really it's definitely shrinking the world more and more each day. Yeah, and it's really good for uh, people like us in the movement field, because Shante Cofield um, put on her Instagram story, "Hey, are you an LMT?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a licensed instructor." She's like, "Cool, let's 
put a rock tape course at your gym. And I was like, sounds good. And we got it all set up. So we got a rock break course set up at the end of June. And so that's initially why I wanted to um, have a conversation with you uh, so you could give people a better idea of uh, the rock blades and um, kind of what the courses are about. So if you just had to do like a 10 or 15 minute spiel on the rock blades and then like a 10 or 15 minute spiel on the rock blades advanced, then that's kind of what I'm looking for, just kind of have a conversation about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think the... Yeah, I guess to start with rock, rock blades, uh, just at the basic course or the day one. Right. Um, um, you know, so just to interject here, I don't mean to interrupt you real quick, but, uh, yeah. that, I took that one in October of 2016. Mm-hmm. And at that point in my massage therapy career, I'd been only doing it for about a year or so. That just, that course just blew my brain to pieces. So I was down in Tucson and then had to drive four hours back to Flagstaff right after the course and was just, like, blown away. The insane amount of information that's crammed into that little eight-hour course. I could not believe it. Yeah, And, you know, I think the best part about those courses, um, before you get started on them, is that they kind of open a bunch of little doors for you to just start climbing down all these different rabbit holes. And that's my favorite is, that's my favorite part about it is them just saying, hey, look at this. This is where we got this information. Go. And then you just get after it. And that just led me down, you know, six to eight months of studying the nervous system and all kinds of different stuff. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, and I think to reiterate that point a little bit and, you know, just keep building on it was that was the fir- that was the first thing that I talked to Steve about on our phone interview, just knowing a little bit about Rock Tape. um, I told them that their company, basically their motto should just basically be movement empowerment. Um, And that's how I really try to direct all the courses, but even more so with the blades, I think, because there's licensed massage therapists, because there's chiropractors and PTs and, you know, even strength coaches to some degree, how do you uh, build a model like Steve did um, that, basically can be empowering to whatever individual who comes and takes the course. So we give you the tools. We want you to understand the system. And then how you go about implementing that system into your practice, I mean, I think that's what makes the Rock Tape courses so great. You know, it's not it's not a cookie-cutter approach. It's not a, you know, you have to do it this way all the time approach or, you know, this is how you treat you know, this diagnosis and this is how you treat this movement dysfunction. One of my favorite things to do in the blades course um, is actually bring two people up at the same time and really break out the same movement pattern or the same types of pain, a knee pain, a back pain, or whatever, and just to show that on the fly, if you're just utilizing the system in front of you, even though the patient reports the same types of feelings, their approach or the approach that you would go and implement into your practice might be completely different within those two individuals, but as long as you stick to that system that, um, you know, Steve and the gang has laid out, it really fits into your model of assessment and screening and then, you know, intervention and follow-ups because it's all based on pain science and it's all based on the graded exposure model of really taking not only exercise and and progressing it, but also with with the manual therapies, with the light touch and how powerful we're finding out that that can be just through changes in the brain and, and, and what we're seeing with neuroplasticity. And it's really exciting stuff because all these other traditional instrument-assisted models have been built upon the mechanical, the yeah. the tissue deformation, the releasing of scar tissue, the, you know, breaking down of, um, you know, fibrosis or, you know, whatever you say. And it's not that those models are inaccurate in my opinion i think there's a time and a place for everything but when i'm when we're up there and we're teaching the course and you can look at someone and say hey look i I can dig into this tissue cause you an immense amount of pain for 10 or 15 minutes and you might get up and feel better or i can teach you a technique that will directly speak to your central nervous system open up that same window in a less threatening manner and it'll only take about 30, 60, 90 seconds. And 
you know, when when I started dabbling with the blades, like like you were saying, I was completely blown away. Uh, you know, and one of the things was, I was like, wow, I've been working way too hard and causing way too much pain in my patients. And I almost started to empathize with them more. Like, right. hey, what, what was I doing all that time? What, what was my why? And that's something that I think we, we really try to challenge the fastest too is, what is your why? Why do you do the things that you do? And a lot of times with self-reflection, especially with physical therapists, I've found is that you basically build yourself around your last clinical or your, you know, your, your last instructor or your favorite teacher. And you take all that stuff as, hey, like this is gold. You know, th- this is how it is done because this is the way it was always done. And the exciting thing about research now is that there's seemingly a new twist or a new direction where we're going every five to ten years. Right. And, you know, it, it, and it's not necessarily maybe saying, well, we shouldn't have been doing the other things that we were doing, but did we have to do them as aggressively as we once thought? And, you know, it, it, it becomes a really, really interesting conversation. Um, you know, now to your point, too, about the, the breadth of the conversation and trying to explain that to patients um, <laughs> without – Without teaching, that's that's the fun part too, because it's challenging. Like, I had a patient today who came in with a post-operative procedure, and she was almost baffled by how light I was going. And you know, to start extrapolating the pain science and animal studies, and you know, just the effectiveness of light touch, you know, to try to explain it to a class of healthcare professionals, to try to explain it to your family, to try to explain it to patients, um, you know, it forces you to think you know, outside that box a little bit more or at least expand the box that that you're currently in. And I think, you know, because of hearing a different perspective on the instruments like the Blades course, um, it does challenge you to become a better clinician or at least accept other viewpoints and and hear out other people's thought processes because uh, I don't know if anyone has figured it out just yet because if they did, we'd probably be all at that course this weekend. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that we're all learning from each other. I think we're all beg, borrowing, and, and, and stealing from one another. Uh, but, you know, the end goal at the, at, the end, at, at, um, at the end point of it is, you know, is your patient better? Right. And, you know, as, as much as we can praise social media and all those things, it's like the same things that are bringing us all together, these continuing education courses, the social media platforms, those are the same things that are also dividing us too. Right. So it's uh, it's really an interesting conversation. but. All the dogmatic stuff, because I've been, you know, I take a, I'm in the middle of uh, neurokinetic therapy education. I'm, I'm sure. taking a lot of the uh, DNS stuff, you know, and then the rock blade courses, and I think it's really dangerous to be dogmatic in one approach because, you know, each person comes in with different issues and different dysfunctions, and you need to have everything in the toolbox and just be like, okay, well, this didn't work this time and this didn't work this time, but the, um, there's two quotes. One of them I heard at the Rockledge course that just completely restructured how my brain thought about the human body. And um, so I took, um, I initially went to massage school in 2000, and then uh, right when I graduated high school, so I was 18 and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> uh, and then went back to massage school um, three years ago, and both all of that education is centered around muscles and trigger points and you know deep tissue and all this different stuff. And then so when I go to rock blades, they say this one quote, and it is um, you're not working with the muscles, you're working with the nervous system. Yep. And then they said some stuff after that, but I was just trying to like wrap my head around that thing. It's like what are you saying? What doesn't make sense? Because like all of the education I gotten up to that point was the exact opposite. So then that put me down the nervous system rabbit hole, like David S. Butler, you know, Laura Mir Mosley, you know, all that stuff. And so what you're looking at is, like, how stressed out the person is, you know, because I have a lot of first responders that are my clients. And so they probably don't need all of that deep tissue stuff. And if you do deep, uh, deep tissues and they're already in that stressed out state, so then that would even make it even worse. And, you know, so the man, so that's your blew me away. And then the other quote is just the nervous system is king, and that's what you're working on. Right. 
Right. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's such a good point because again, I I think one of the 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 bigger uh, things for me from that course too was you know the picture of the of the car broken down into a million pieces you know, and we're really we're trained as reductionists and we're trained as mechanics, and I have to fix the part that's broken and not realizing that part is uh, you know part of something much bigger you know, and then there's a there's a person that's going to interpret what you do much differently. So what worked for one person won't necessarily work for the other. And I know I've been down that rabbit hole multiple times. And, you know, the, the couple of times as a younger clinician, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I figured it out. This is all that I have to do. And then fail the next five patients with the same thought process. And, you know, there, there had to be that bigger answer. You know, what was I missing? And, you know, when then you start to go down that rabbit hole of, manual therapy and and what are we actually doing with manual therapies and and a lot of the newer stuff from you know people like the Paul Stanley's of the world you know they're saying that a lot of this stuff is just neurophysiological we're opening these windows of opportunity we might have a 15 to 20 minute improvement on someone's movement pattern or central nervous system function and then you know to me and and I think what all the instructors are in the course is you know what do we what do we do with those 20 minutes you know how can we load that pattern? How can we ingrain that pattern and, and really desensitize that pattern to make sure that that person continues to move and feels, you know, empowered to move again? But the, the other fun stuff that's, um, that's I think, starting to emerge even a little bit more is a lot of the work from Stecco and the idea of muscle spindle dysfunction and how really the, these connective tissue receptors and, 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 and uh, nerve endings are Sensing end range before end range is truly uh, at that point, and then you have that sympathetic response from the entire connective tissue to guard and protect. And then, you know, as you keep increasing range of motion, are, are we really lengthening anything, or are we just convincing the central nervous system to let us go a little bit farther and saying, like, okay, well, this is not a threatening position. You, you, you can go a little bit further. You can go a little bit further. And, you know, that's why in Blades in the first day, it's it's really cool to incorporate the movement screens into a lot of the thought processes because I really feel like it really like locks it in and and makes it real and keeping yeah. it as a screen really enables you as a massage therapist or a PT or a chiro to really then say okay with this screen I now know I may be looking at a mobility dysfunction or a motor control dysfunction what tests do I know within my system to confirm or rule out that hypothesis and then once you take that and then incorporate it with what you already do you know the blades just becomes you know such an awesome tool to incorporate to uh your corrective exercise approach or your manual therapy approaches and and it really just kind of fits in with everything it's not meant to replace it and you know as you know i'm sure you're still doing a lot of work with your hands and you know that 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 contact and touch with patients is you know so crucial for for a lot of people, but how the blade just fits into that approach and saves you at the end of the day. I know I'm a lot less tired since uh, <laughs> I've been using my blades too, and you know being 31, I'm like, oh geez, I gotta probably do this for another 30 years. What, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, because I was, you know, I had a, a bottle of water that was frozen in my freezer, and I would come home every night from work and just like put it on my thumbs because my thumbs were just getting wrecked, and so. You know, as soon as I started using the blades, that thumb pain started to go away because I was also using the blades on myself to get rid of, like, a lot of that pain and inflammation that was going on in my thumbs from just overworking yep. it. And then, you know, being a CrossFit athlete, that doesn't help at all either because everything's really grip and tinted. So, you know, like, um, um, once they had the, um, the mullet upgrade, then, you know, I got that, that new mullet and then took my old one home. And then so now I use that one on my forearms all the time, you know, just sit there watching TV, scraping my arms out, you know. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The, the mullet upgrade I think was was so necessary. It's such a great tool. I love the fact that it's a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think what what I was running into with the plastic one, and you know, I, I've had I've worked with a few plastic tools before that. Um, but you know the plastic, it, it, it did seem to crack a little bit easy, right? When you when you drop it on the floor or it would chip or whatever. I mean, the fact that we t- converted that now into metal, it just got such a nicer feel. Yeah. Uh, and then keeping the same weight, which I which I thought was so crucial, you know, because I, I like the idea of 
of having something smaller that I can manipulate around hands and feet um, and for smaller patients because the uh, the mallet, for the most part, you know, I was using on broader areas of tissue. Uh, you know, I was really using those thumb contacts to apply uh, and distribute a lot of um, uh, uh, low, slower, deeper uh, tone modulation kind of strokes. And that was great for thighs and lateral connective tissues and, and upper trapezii and, and, and all, the, all that fascia around there and, and how it ties into the pectoralis fascia. And, you know, the fact that we were able to keep that tool stainless steel and still be super light, I mean, it was just a perfect segue uh, to get into the Mohawk, too, which, you know, right. now the Mohawk is even more durable, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm using that on wide surface areas. I'm using that on narrow surface areas, uh, you know, that, that really fine points I can actually get into around um, um, bony processes now, even even more so than I was before. So, yeah. and then with the with the attachments, I mean, you know, the, the, the addition of the tissue gliding and uh, slide techniques that we introduce in Blades Advanced has really been a game changer for me and yeah. and my patients just alleviating pain and, and dysfunction, especially in those, you know, entrapment sites that we go over in the class. So, right. you know, I, I really, really enjoyed using the silicon attachment for the most part. And the comb attachment, I mean, it really almost teaches you how to do a lighter stroke, which which I love so much because it, it's so counterintuitive for people when they start to do the light stroke to say, there's no way that this is doing anything. There's right. no way that this light feathery touch is impacting anyone in any way. And then when you start to, you know, understand a little bit deeper into the pain science and in advance and we go into C fibers and the the insula and the amygdala, the brain and where emotion and well-being centers are really processing when, when we're doing these types of strokes. And it's almost like to me, you know, the addition of Blades Advance is kind of like the the aha, the wow, like that was, Blades was great. And, you know, it really blew me away. And maybe think about manual therapy differently. I, I learned how these light techniques and these very simple techniques can have big outcomes with movements. But there's still so much more to go into. And I was so happy when we introduced the advanced to get into those peripheral nerve entrapments, you know. And I think for me, the big takeaway slide from that first, uh, from the Blades Advanced course when I was teaching was, you know, some, sometimes over 60% of our patients are coming in with medically unexplained symptoms. And they're just given diagnoses uh, or they're just given an injection. And no one knows, has, <laughs> no one has any idea what's going on. And these poor people just keep getting test after test after test. And to just be able to, educate a patient and offer them something new, another avenue, something that they haven't heard, something that probably for the most part a lot of other healthcare practitioners either have missed out on or just, you know, haven't really fully understood. And, you know, again, the way that Steve and the gang was able to condense that amount of information now back into a four-hour course so everyone's not fried over the weekend, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really think it was just the perfect complement to the Blades. Right, and I really, especially at the end of the uh, Blades Advance when you guys presented the book that you got most of the information from, it was really helpful because then, you know, because it is a four-hour class, it's really condensed, there's a lot of information in there, you're just kind of, you know, trying to pay attention the best you can, but then you're like, here's the material that we used, go after it, and then you can go and study it on your own and get a better understanding and a deeper understanding of it, and then yeah. take the time and really, you know, take notes and uh, do all the work yourself. I really appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 you know, being a teacher sometimes it, it's kind of a cop out, right? And uh, but it's true, you know, that I really want everyone to take one thing from each day, and yeah. you know, that that was something that was you know uh, talked to me and one of the first continuing education courses I ever took with, uh, I believe his name was David Poltier, um back when I was a, a student, you know, ten years ago, and you know, he he started off that opening session. He was like, hey, if you can take one thing from today in eight hours, this was worth your time. And I never thought about it like that. You know, I thought I was going to come in there in this eight-hour course. I was a student. It was going to blow me away, and I was going to learn a hundred things. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I did because I was still a student. But, right. you know, I, I, the one thing I took away from that, that course that I still do today uh, that's really helped shape my practice was the patient-specific test. 
and 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 that's what I introduce in the blades or and and the taping courses and like hey you you can have all the orthopedic tests in the world who cares if the near test is better if the patient's test was putting on their belt or putting on their jacket you know then that's the way you're going to really win someone and to be able to connect that idea with the effective centers of the brain with emotional intelligence with graded exposure and then, you know, like we said, just taking that new perspective of manual therapy, it's really a home run, and it sets the stage for you as a clinician to say, hey, you know, w- were you picking this up? You know, does this make sense to you? Um, you know, because I'm sure people will walk out of the course and say, eh, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta practice this a little bit, or I'm not really buying into this. I, I need to see this work before I, you know, go down the rabbit hole of clinical neurodynamics or dermal neuromodulation and and then hopefully at the same time once people do get results you know Jesse they're like you you know they want more answers you know they're they're searching harder for that why now because they've seen it work and now they themselves want to progress it and that's the coolest thing about the education piece is hey all right I'll show you a way to incorporate it now you show me the way I can incorporate it. And uh, it, it's really cool to have that back and forth um, with everyone who's taking the courses. Right. But, I mean, that's why you call it a practice, right? Because that's yeah. what you do every day. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so like, but <laughs> the only way to do it is to get better at it, and so you just practice every day and get good at it, right? So then – 100%. Once you, once you, but the thing that I love about it is once you realize that you know something, then you learn something else that makes you realize you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know, yeah. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just, and so but that's another thing I kind of wanted to ask you, too, um, because, like I said, I took the course, the Rockblades course, about a year and a half ago. Um, like, does, has, do you guys advance that? Like, do you keep adding new stuff in and taking some stuff out, figuring out what works and what doesn't, and then, you know, learning new things and then adding that in there? You guys are, oh. are you guys involved in the course? Yeah, all the time. I mean... It's it's really fascinating. Uh, I, I, this is another reason why I love this company so much is that if I went back to the first day that I taught for Rock Tape and the last weekend I taught for Rock Tape, uh, you know, I'm listening to two different instructors. Right. And 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 the cool thing about our backgrounds and you know me not having my background and someone like a Courtney Conley specializing in the foot. Um, you know, you get so much extra from taking these courses with different instructors because everyone's going to offer their own expertise. Right. But, you know, we listen to feedback. We we changed a lot of the movement screens. And, you know, some people like the idea, you know, that we follow the movement pyramid and we keep everything very standardized. And then some people were saying, hey, this kind of seemed like it was a little bit too redundant at times. And, you know, it, it's a planned redundancy because we think it's important. And, hey, this is what our, our system is built off of. But because of that feedback, we were able to go back in and reassess it and say, hey, you know what, maybe this is too similar to X, Y, and Z, and why don't we just leave this course specific to this or, you know, change this specific movement screen. Or, you know, one of the, one of these great ideas that we're doing in, in, in Blaze now, and I, I, I'm not 100% sure if we did it in Blaze Advanced together, was, hey, you, you pick a screen, you know, because all movement is a screen. You know, and everything's going to be, you know, specific to your client. So you pick a screen. It could be any movement you want and try to make a difference. And, you know, that extra idea of challenging you and keeping everyone engaged. So it's not just the instructors up there spitting information out and then we show you a technique and then you go do it. Um, It's challenging. You know, I I just try to really lay out the system and then say go. And... You know, one of my favorite things, too, you know, since, again, the, the evolution of the last couple of years since I've been a part of it is, hey, it's not always going to work. And, right. you know, what? when things don't work, that's where the learning happens because then we can talk about it and we can break it out. And then everyone really begins to understand it because one of my fears as an instructor is that everything goes so well in a course. And that sounds really weird. Right. But if everything goes so well and it's presented as a – you know, cookie cutter type of flow or format when you don't have that same result on a Monday morning, you, you know, you, you throw your arms up in the air and you're like, ah, oh, this is, you know, this doesn't work anymore. And then that's where you don't go into, 
neurodynamics and thermoneuromodulation, and that's when you, you tell your friends, oh, it's not worth it, you know, all the stuff works in the course with the instructor, but then it never works outside, and, you know, and, you know, to be able to evolve the course in such a way where we now challenge the participants a little bit more and and really, you know, get into group think, and I know uh, one of my colleagues, Perry Nicholson, was always very big on that with the courses that he took. It yeah. It wasn't just to sit there and absorb it was to sit there absorb do fail and then learn how to do it the right way and i think that's what you know we're really able to offer with uh, the courses over the last few years well one of the big lessons that i try to teach a lot of my athletes in the crossfit space is that failure is not a bad thing it's just a thing so yeah. you know, like if you're going for a one rep deadlift and you fail then cool, you know where you're at now, so then keep going for next time, and you know what you need to work on. And so, and then also jumping back to your movement screen, like, you don't, I feel like there's certain people that come to me that maybe need a more complicated movement screen, but then there's other people that come in and are like, I can't put my sock on. Cool, that's your movement screen, right? So, when you walked in the door, you couldn't put your sock on, and then you walked out of the door and you could. Yeah. And you could do it without pain. So then, Cool, you pass that movement screen, you know. So yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like it doesn't need to be complicated all the time. I just feel like, you know, if you have, like, you guys provide that that basic set of knowledge, and then, you know, really, like I like we've been touching on, encourage us to go out and learn more. And I think that that's really important because you know people, um, you know, especially. This is a problem that I've seen in the massage therapy space that people tend to stick within those um, those massage therapy models and then say, well, I'm going to go learn, you know, this massage modality or this massage modality. But I think that the best way to, you know, expand your knowledge is to go outside of that and realize that there's, you know, everything is connected, right? So like Miyamoto Misashi says, um, when you see the way broadly, you see it in all things. And yeah. so, you know, that's why I don't mind staying at airports for like two hours because I just sit there and watch people move and be like, oh wow, you know. You yeah, you sound like it, just you sound like my girlfriend. Every time we're walking together in the street, she's pointing at people's feet, and I'm like, oh, can, did you even hear a word I was saying? Can <laughs> you turn it off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's a perfect point. I mean, every client that that comes into you. Um, you know, my old company used to say this is a gift, right? right? Whether that was a referral from a doctor or a friend. Um, but now you have a chance to make an impact on that person's life, potentially forever. And um, I think that's, that, that's such a cool burden and challenge uh, for healthcare professionals who, who actually care. And, right. um, you know, I think, you know, putting the right people on the bus is always so important. And, you know, when I look around that room of uh, of instructors, and, and we say this all the time, um, I never feel like the smartest person in the room. And I am completely blown away by the people who are around me. And, you know, everyone else feels the same way. And right. when we come together for these group things and how can we make this course better and what do we need to add to one course and take out from another course, um, it's really such a fun exchange because you can hear so many different angles of approach and so many different backgrounds and years of clinical experience and everything just kind of coming together. And now because we're also international, and we touched on this a little bit in the Blades Advanced course as well, the idea of adding the flossing techniques to our treatments. And, you know, that's another benefit of the Blades Advanced is getting a quick intro to, hey, this is what's on the horizon for us. And this is coming from a lot of research out of Europe, out of Germany. And, you know, the results that I've been getting with incorporating some of these flossing techniques has really been exciting. And, and again, it just, it just moves so well within the system and that, you know, that I do, that I perform and I do with my patients. And to get that buy-in, I think you mentioned that before of, you know, these quick treatments that open these windows, they alleviate pain. They de-threaten people, and then they really help them move better. Well, you know now, now you got the home exercise program being done. You got people want to know when they need to come in again, and you know they don't mind coming in a couple times a week for you, and even though if you don't really want them to, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, and 
and that, and that's the best thing about you know these courses how much it's helped me not only solidify my thought process but interact with patients in a more positive and empathetic manner just taking into account the full person rather than the diagnosis of the body part right and so one of the one of my favorite parts in uh, a lot of the education courses that I've taken especially this out in the DNS courses was I learned more from before class, at lunch, and after class than I did in the actual course. And that's because everybody is, you know, like-minded. They all study the basics of what the course is by the time they get there. And then so then they start integrating it into their practice. And I just would sit there and listen to all these phenomenal people just talk. And it's amazing (laughs) the stuff that comes out of their mouth. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, um, I'm reading uh, Jordan Peterson's new book, The 12 Rules for Life, and one of the chapters that I'm on is, you know, always listen because the person that you're talking to may know more than you. And yeah. so, you know, so that's uh, one of my favorite parts about going to all these courses is the like-minded people that are all around. And then to another touch on that is, you know, Everybody is accessible, which is something that I appreciate too, is because, you know, I run into clients that are problematic and I can't get the results that I want right away. And then so I just reach out to people and they either get back to me or they don't. You know, so like, like, you know, I reached out to you and was like, hey, can I interview you so I can, you know, talk up the rock blades and sell this course. But, you know, there's been a couple of times where I reached out to Perry and been like, hey, I need help with this. Can you help me out? Sure, and then sends me like because I do the ANS therapy that he's doing also. Oh so, yes, yes, yes. So he sends me some of those protocols, and it just works amazingly well. And I just had to use a different combination of discs or whatever, and I'm just like, man, I just got advice from Perry Nicholson. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. So yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's the thing. I mean, we talk about all the time closing the loop, yeah. and. You know, sometimes you can't close the loop for everybody in eight hours or in Blaze Advance in four hours. So, you know, we do, and that's why we created the Facebook page to say, hey, you know what? You've taken the course. You're SMT certified. Come now join this group of, you know, two, three thousand other people and clinicians. It might even be more now. I haven't, I haven't checked the number in a while and post your question in a, in a non-threatening community that's going to give you advice. And, you know, that's the coolest thing is that, you're, yeah, sure. I'm sure a lot of people will post a question and like, oh, I really hope Perry answers this for me or I really hope Steve gets to this one. And before we even get to see the question, there's five or six responses from just like you said, like-minded individuals who took the course. And then a lot of times by the time a Steve, a Perry or someone would get to it, they're just applauding the people who've already answered before, you know, and said, yeah, like great point. Like, I would totally agree with, you know, the aforementioned comments and, you know, let us know how it goes. Right. And, you know, to me that, that really does solidify that loop or close that loop of learning for everyone because it isn't this is it, now go figure it out on your own. It's this is it, go figure it out, try to make it work, and then we'll be here if you hit any dead ends. Right. Uh, yeah, really cool. Um, so then let's uh, talk about the taping courses again then. Because the last time I took a taping course was uh, three years ago. And so, like, would you recommend me retaking those courses, too? Um, yeah. I, I, you know, who'd you take with? Um, Do you remember? I don't remember who it was. It was uh, an instructor out of Expos down in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there's a handful of those guys who, who go there pretty regularly. Um, yeah, I mean, look, th- this is what I always say to say to people is that, um, if you're going to retake one of the, the rock tape courses be- because of the breadth of the instructors that we have, I always recommend saying to take it again with a different instructor right. um, and see what other, you know, because there has been newer research that we have definitely added in the last three years as it pertains to a lot of the paint science stuff, our explanation of a lot of the paint science stuff when it comes to taping, and even some of the applications themselves have slightly, you know, tweaked or changed just a little bit. But if you're listening to me as a, you know, person who's really speaking about empowerment and feeling movement, and then you go to see someone like, you know, Courtney Conley, who specializes in the foot, or, you know, Ashante, who specializes in the CrossFit population and and athletic people, um, you know, the list goes on and on. And 
you can take so many different pearls of maybe ways you weren't even thinking about implementing the tape, even if it's the same application, you're like, wow, I never thought to put the tape in this setting at that moment. And boom, you know, there's your one or two things that you took from a course. Um, again, just, you know, taking it with somebody else. And, you know, that, that, that's what was really cool to me about, uh, the instructor summit is, you know, we have an opportunity to say, Hey, I want to learn, uh, how Joe Lavaca does spiral taping. I want to hear his approach. And then I can say, well, I want to hear Perry Nicholson do shoulder taping because I know he's got good stuff. He's going to relate it to the lymphatics and he's going to do something real cool, you know? And, you know, but individually, you know, in, in a course, you know, I, I might not go there, you know, and, and, you know, because of time or just flow of the day or, you know, it escapes me and then, you listen to somebody else and you, you, you yourself have that aha moment. So I think that's always so cool. And what I, what I usually will say too, and, and having taken so many courses myself is I always tell people, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to take the same course again? And everyone's like, well, it costs a lot of money. And, you know, I already took it. What, what's going to change? And I'm like, nothing's going to change in the message, but something might change in your, in your processing, in your understanding. And to, right. to go up there, um, you know, for like a, you know, a DNS is a perfect example, right? I mean, how many years did it take these guys to put a course and a system together and to think that we would go in there with brand new information and have it locked down in eight hours where it right. took these guys years of practice and reading and implementing and understanding and tweaking to get to that point? Um you know, I always say, like, like if you fall in love with DNS and that, that rings true to you, if you fall in love with PRI or Rock Tape or FRC and the, or, or ART or whatever the case is, yeah. go get so good at that that you could teach it if some, if an instructor was flying to your city and they got the flu or their, their plane got canceled, like the ART website could reach out to you and say, Jesse, uh, or the Rock Tape website reach out to you and say, Jesse, can you teach this course for us? And because you are so well-versed in it, you don't even hesitate and say, yep, I got it. I got it down pat. Because yeah. um, I think that, you know, again, from a from a physical therapist perspective, we all like to dabble in certain things and we like to get the credentials after our name and be, you know, okay at a few techniques rather than really great at one or two. Right. And, um you know, I think having a better understanding of a system or two and how it implement how it connects with your thought process is much more of a solidifying, you know, take home and a way for you to help people than to dabble in, you know, fifteen different things and take one thing from each one thing and and, and then have, you know, fifty fifty results. Um so yeah, I always recommend to take courses again to to everyone, no matter what, you know, uh initials they're looking at or uh, affiliations or systems that they're trying to get, get get comfortable with. Well, it's like Bruce Lee always said, be weary of a guy that does uh, 10,000 kicks or no, how do you say it? Be weary of the guy that does one kick 10,000 times, not the oh, right. 10,000 kicks one time. Right, right? exactly, exactly. And, um, and so, you know, based on that explanation, just the fact that I've been learning so much and you know, expanding my knowledge base over the last three years, then this time when I retake the tape course, I will be able to focus on different things because I know so much more now that I'll probably learn different things the second time I take it. Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, the second time you take something or, you know, the third time, that's where you start to get even a little creative because you, you can kind of hear the message and you anticipate the message. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, hey, what's interesting is, I never connected this with neurodynamics or dermoneuromodulation as well. And, right. um, you know, since I've just read, you know, some quick outlines on dermoneuromodulation, my explanation of the taping in that section has gotten much better. Um, you know, it's built on the Blades Advanced stuff, so you kind of have to know an understanding of it. And, it, it like I said, it, it sometimes it looks like it's the same material, but then the way that an instructor can present it or you can understand it by hearing it, you know, two or three times, I mean, and then there you go, you know, and, um, you know, I think, you know, th th there's always a thing, if you, you, you hear something once, you know about it, you know, you hear something twice, you can understand it, and then if you hear something three times, you can probably teach it, and, um, you know, so I, I think for me, that was always my big takeaway, and why I look forward to getting together with all the instructors, and, you know, why I welcome calls like this with like-minded people to, 
you know, just get on the horn and be like, hey, what, what book are you reading over there? The 12, the 12 Steps of Life? Okay, I already wrote that down, and, uh, you know, and I want to see what that's about. And, and, and it's cool. The, whatever interaction um, I have with a person or a healthcare provider, I always try to take one thing. And, you know, there there was that thing from uh, my first ever continuing education course. You know, always take one thing from someone that, you know, leads to your growth or leads to you asking a question or, you know, taking a viewpoint and thinking about it a little bit differently. And, you know, that's what I try to instill with, with every class. Right. So let's uh, finish with that. So what are you studying right now? So uh, right now uh, I got my hands on a couple of different things. I am currently getting a little bit more into understanding plyometrics and their role in rehab and recovery and training. Um, I'm currently reading a book called Stealing Fire, which is about, yeah, altered mindsets. And I, and I love Rise of Superman so much. So um, <laughs> I, yeah. I just figured that this is just such the next step in, in, in that. And and honestly, I, I, I have two books sitting down on my table right now, Joint Structure and Function, which was one of my uh, – old books from college when I was still a student and the uh, functional atlas of the human fascial system. And then every now and then I'll just walk by and I'll, and I'll flip over to a chapter and I'll just start reading. And, you know, like I said, I'm trying to master, go back to mastering the basics. And, you know, when I looked at joint structure and function when I was, you know, 21, I was like, this is boring. This is stupid. When am I going to know this? I just need to memorize this for the test. And now 10 years later, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Of course, of course the toe would need 70 degrees of extension. It always makes sense now, you know? And, uh, you know, and then you just get more, you get more excited about it because when you're in school, you're in school. Like now this is your career. This is your passion. So, you know, all those books that I thought I was going to throw away, uh, that I never did that are dominating my bedroom right now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, 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 I just picked those two to start and I was like, you know what? Let me just start going through these, and, and I don't put pressure on myself. I don't say, ever say, like, I want to read, you know, ten books a month or five books a month. Uh, you know, I, life happens. I have a four-year-old, and, you know, I have a girlfriend long distance, and it, it's, uh, you know, i, I got to make time for the things that keep me happy as well as right. the things that I'm passionate about, right? right. And luckily, I, I can say that those two things go hand-in-hand hand a lot of times, but I never want to put so much pressure on myself where I feel like I have to read a book in a week. And and uh, this way I just enjoy it. I, I, I digest it. I write down my own thoughts with it. And even if I only read like five pages a night, it, it's still something that I've tried to commit to this year. And um, really, like I said, just go back to the basics. And that's where all these courses are taking me anyway, is why didn't I know that? And where did I miss that along the way? Because it it had to have been hinted at and it had to have been touched on. And, um, you know, we, we present like Hilton's law in these courses and we reference that 1870 was when Hilton came up with that law on, uh, on nerve branches. And you're like, wow. So you mean to say for 150 years, we knew this and I just figured it out right now. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. mechanotransduction in the 1880s and uh, some PTs and, and healthcare providers haven't even heard that word. And, right. you know, then you're, you're, you're almost startled by it. And, and you're like, okay, well, is it the education system? Is it this? Is it that? Or, you know, is it a personal reflection or a professional reflection on yourself of, hey, where did I drop the ball? You know, where did I not go deeper? And, you know, that, those are the things that, uh, I try to challenge myself with every day. Right on. And, uh, what book would you gift to, or have you gifted the most? What book have I gifted the most or recommended the most? Uh, yeah. I would say the book that I recommend the most to everyone has been Sapiens by Yuval Harari. Yes, that's a good book too. Yeah, and uh and that's that's quickly coming up for a tie. I did read the follow up Homo Deus, which was uh very scary, uh <laughs> well, in my opinion. <laughs> that one that one's on my list also. Um and you know, Sapiens you finish that book and you're like, it's amazing we made it this far. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're like, wow, what the heck is going on here? Um, so, yeah, I would, uh, Sapiens is, is my all-time favorite, I think. Uh, Homo Deus, the follow-up, definitely worth reading. I definitely would pick that up. Uh, it just makes you ask so many questions about the future. Um, but I, I think my, 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 the one book that's competing with Sapiens right now is Antifragile. 
Oh, okay, yeah, that one's on my list too. Yeah, yeah, very. It, it's one of those books, Jesse, where you're going through and you're like, wow, this is so dense because he's talking about life and government and economics and 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 so many different avenues. And then it, it's 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 a solid read. It, it'll take some time to 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 work through and process through. But then you get through it and you're like, wow, this this all makes sense now. Yeah. And you kind of have this moment of like, I I also think I'm smarter and a better person for reading this book, you know. <laughs> Right. So yeah, I uh I think the 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 one book I the, the two books now that are that are tied are are Sapiens and Antifragile. Right. So um one of my favorite books that I feel like everybody should read, like do you know who Russell Brand is? Russell Brand. Um yeah, he's a skinny comedian from Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. And I was like, wait, uh, yeah. he wrote a book. Yeah, so he wrote a book. Um, so he's been um, clean and sober for the last 14 years. And the last book that he wrote was uh, called Recovery, which is his version of what the 12-step program is. And so I feel like everybody should read that and become a better person. It's Interesting. It's an amazing book, yeah. And oh, all quick, right, man. Yeah, it's a really quick read. But, you know, so um, – yeah, phenomenal. And then the one that I'm reading right now is from Jordan Peterson, who's a clinical psychologist, and it's called The um, 12 Rules for Life, The Antidote to Chaos. And oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Well, you just gave me two books, man, so this is well worth my time. That's the things I'm taking from you tonight, man. <laughs> right on, brother. All right. Well, I, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Um, I should have this podcast out in about a week or so, hopefully if life doesn't get in the way. But, um, yes, I appreciate your help right now. All right, man. Thank you. Look forward to it. And I appreciate your time as well, Jesse. Be well. All right.